0: Hello, social media friends. It's Jeremy Roland with Triple R Bell Bonds. I want to take some time this evening. It's going to be a little bit longer podcast than what you're normally hearing me. Usually I just do like a minute or maybe two minutes. Throw some things out there about Arkansas bail, you know, one and Wednesday or something to that effect. But this evening, what I really wanted to do is take the time to actually talk to you about professional bail bonds. If you follow me on Twitter, at Triple R Bond, I am the only one that has control of that social media platform. And you see me debate a lot of people in reference to bail reform, judicial reform, however you want to frame it so it makes sense to you. But essentially... The reason why I spend so much time debating bail reform is is because I respect people's opinions and what they think bail reform is. But bail reform is not anything that is positive for anybody who is a law-abiding taxpaying citizen of the United States of America. And And if you look at our profile if you look at the things that I tweet about when it comes to bail reform you always have to answer the same thing well innocent until proven guilty and its racial or its gender bias there's something wrong with that let's just cut the hogwash for just a minute okay yes I am from Arkansas and hogwash is a word in this great state because you only need professional bail if you are accused of a crime that a law enforcement officer who is certified by the state that they serve believes that they can prove in a court of law. It's a service-based industry. There is no solicitation. You cannot walk into any jail in the state of Arkansas and start beating on jail cells and say, Hi, I'm Jeremy Rowland with Triple R Bell Bonds, and I want to write your bond. That is illegal. It's illegal in almost every state that has professional bail to my understanding and I've been doing this 18 years an individual has to be charged with a crime taken to the detention facility given a bond and then he has to call a bondsman for that service now the difference between the two when we talk about bail reform we talk about professional bail is is that bail reform is a hundred percent funded by taxpayer money it has to have Funds in order to do the things that they tell you that they want to do. They want to call people. They want to give people rides. They want to send out text messages. They want to do all this stuff. They want to hire all these additional people to supervise individuals that are charged with a crime that are released from jail. Well, here's what professional bail does. We do the exact same thing, except it's absolutely free to the law-abiding, tax-paying citizen And we also have 100% accountability, which bail reform doesn't give you any accountability. If John Doe misses court, bail reform people don't pay anything. They don't have to go out and and locate the individuals. And by the way, that's a whole other subject in reference to locating because looking for someone who missed bail is 10% of this business. The other ninety percent is maintaining contact, being sure that they know when their court dates are, if the court date is canceled or can or, or continued. Just like this week, if we've had a massive snowstorm here in the great state of Arkansas, across the entire state, courts have been canceled all over the state. Professional bail agents, not with tri- not just with Triple R bail bonds, but every bondsman in this state was on the phone, was emailing, was texting, was doing whatever they had to do to get in touch with their clients to be sure to let them know that hey court didn't happen here's your new court date and we're gonna remind you again on that court date when your court date is. Bail reform people don't work after four or five o'clock at night they don't work on weekends, they don't work on holidays. Professional bail is 365 days a year held accountable during that entire time. That is a clear difference between bail reform and professional bail. Now, there's so much more that bail gives back to. There's tons of things that we fund during the bail process. And if you truly want to change bail for people that bail reform advocates advocate for there's three very simple things that we can do that i myself as an 18 year professional bondsman for the state and there's plenty of other bondsmen in the state that have more experience than me and there's tons of agents across this united states that would probably agree with what i'm saying three crucial things one we need more reasonable bail instead of a ten thousand dollar bond how about a thousand dollar bond Instead of a $50,000 bond, how about 5,000? However, that all depends on criminal history, um, chances of reoffending, threat to themselves and/or society. Leave those decisions up to the judges. You cannot leave that decision up to a computer. A computer will fail you and be more biased than anything in the world versus a judge that has been sitting on that bench. He or she been sitting on that bench for multiple years and may or may not have seen that individual before, may have a pending case. Because the algorithm that they use only throws up a flare if there's a conviction. That's how the score goes up. That's why you see people on Twitter and all the social media platforms and your national news that's been arrested six times in one week because there's not a conviction there. So, more reasonable bail, because that keeps accountability, it keeps deterrent, and it keeps track and it gives a hundred percent assurance to the accused and also the alleged victim that at some point during this process, we are going to have disposition we 're going to have a guilty or a not guilty, or the case will be dismissed now. Speaking of case dismissed, and I'll get on the second point. I have a hard time when I hear an attorney who is licensed in any state talk about in support of bail reform. Here's why. Please explain to me how a retainer fee has to be paid before they represent you. A retainer fee and representation fee that is not returned to the individual whether they're found guilty or not guilty explain the difference to me there is no difference they provide a service and poor that service because they went to school and are licensed is no different than if your toilet breaks and you have to call your plumber you call them when you need them you don't call them when you don't need them second thing that we need we need faster arraignments and quicker trials In bigger cities, some people might languish in jail for two or three, four days. Who knows? I don't know. I know in Arkansas, you get a bond within 72 hours, unless it's a weekend or a holiday. Faster arraignments and faster trials. Faster arraignments is, then that gives the individual a quicker chance to get out of jail. And faster trials is, is for people who may have a habitual history or a higher bond that they can't make. And I'll touch on that in just a second. It gives them a quicker time to get before a judge and a magistrate. Now, when we talk about high bonds and you see people on Twitter talk about, well, their bonds too high and they can't afford it. And and this type of, of race gets out of jail quicker and the other race doesn't professional bail offers financing interest free. I finance bonds almost every week. Because I understand that John Doe or Jane Doe may not have $300, but they work every day, they get a job, they get a paycheck, I mean. We look at their finances. How much of that is essential? How much of that can you spare on the side to pay for the premium that we are required by the state to collect? and we work that out with people every single week we're human beings just like everybody else we have families we have bills we understand what it's like and if you can't do it that week okay hey no big deal communication is the key so it's a hard time for me when they talk about it's excessive there's always financing available communication is the key third thing we need more qualified I don't want to use the word qualified that that's that's out of line. Let me apologize because any attorney that's a public defender is qualified. I disagree with some of them sometimes, but we have to look at the fact they are overworked. I live in a small rural county in the state of Arkansas, and every time I go to court and an individual needs an attorney, seven if not eight out of ten. That's 70, 80% of the people that need an attorney get the public defender. Let's give more public defenders. When you have more public defenders, you have less caseload. Give them investigators. Somebody that they can turn to and say, hey, I need help on this. I need uh, help me get an order of discovery. Help me, you know, file this, file these motions. Whatever needs to be done. That's better representation for the indigent, and it's an overall better for the court system. Because when you're getting 70 or 80% of the people who are charged with a crime, that that backs up case log. It's 2021. If a public defender is getting 70 or 80% of the cases, he might just be finishing up 2019 cases. So there's a way that we can do this without just opening the door and just removing all accountability and all deterrent. You may agree with me and you may disagree with me, but crime is a choice. There is no racial requirement. There is no gender requirement. There is no financial fiduciary requirement. A couple of years ago, I did a talk show with some people up in New York, and we got to talking about the whole race thing. If you get pulled over because your license plates are expired, that's PC for stop. If you fail to stop at a stop sign, that's PC for stop. And during that traffic stop, if marijuana or illegal drugs are found, how can you? I, I mean, Explain to me how that's anything other than choice. If it's an illegal substance, don't leave your home with it. Before you get in your car and turn on the key, do you have insurance? Do the headlights work? Do the taillights work? Do we understand general understanding of driving? Red means stop. Yellow means caution. Green means go. And then we talk about how many programs do we have to have out here in this world? Crime should never be one of them, regardless of the fact. And and some of that stings for some people. And I take a lot of heat for that. Some people don't like that. They're like, well, you're just in this for the money. Well, let me assure you something. You can be in the bail business all you want. And if you think that you just roll over on $100 bills every day. That's not true. It's simply not true. There's a lot of long hours and a lot of accountability that comes with professional bail. We as a society can never have a society where we condone crime. Look at some of these states. Look at California look at these states that have implemented bail reform and look what happens crime goes through the roof you have less and less law enforcement property values fall small businesses close deterioration of your community begins that's a fact that's a proven fact undeniable fact that that's what happens when you have no accountability no deterrent that's why when we were kids we were taught right from wrong when you wanted an extra cookie and grandma and grandpa told you no and you stuck your hand in a cookie jar anyway you were held accountable for those actions because you were told no society will deteriorate so bad if you don't open your eyes to bail reform now it is a massive growing problem that you see across this entire country thankfully I live in a great state of Arkansas where we just simply don't believe in no accountability and no deterrent we believe in if you need bail we will help you we will help you navigate The judicial process. We will be your sole source of information that can help you. You can reach a bondsman 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. But I'll bet my last dollar in my checking account that you probably can't call a judge, a prosecutor, or your attorney at 2 a.m. and think you're going to get an answer. Now there could be some out there that do. Don't get me wrong. There's some hell of attorneys in the state. There's good attorneys across this entire United States, but I don't know too many that would answer your call at two o'clock in the morning. The point is, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how else to put it, but bail reform, anybody that supports it, truly doesn't understand what it's like to be a victim of a crime. Let's look at it in that aspect for just one minute. If you are a victim of a crime, close your eyes and think to yourself, you just went to the grocery store, you're with your family, you come home, you pull in the driveway, or you pull in the garage, and your doors kicked in. You go in your house. Imagine this. Have your eyes closed and imagine this. Everything that you've worked for, everything that you sacrificed for, has this been violated? Your TVs are gone, your laptops are gone, your iPads are gone, your Droid phones are gone, gone. Your jewelry. Your house has been ransacked. Hell, your furniture's even taken. Depending on how long you've been gone, it's all gone. Two, three days down the road, the police develop a suspect and they arrest that suspect. Because they believe that they can prove that that individual broke into your home. Now with bail reform, that individual is just going to, hey, here's your court date, bye-bye. No accountability, no deterrent of having to post bail. Nothing, just an open door. And they're back out on the street. Court date comes with bail reform. Suspect doesn't show up. You had to take a day off work to go to court because you were subpoenaed there, because you were the victim. Perp doesn't show up. They issue a warrant for their arrest. Two months down the road, individual accused of breaking into your home gets arrested again with bail reform, out the door again, no accountability. Here's your next court date. get subpoenaed again come back to court for the second time he doesn't show he or she doesn't show up again or a group of them they don't show up again with bail reform issue another warrant taxpayers paying for all this during this whole time taxpayers are paying now let's look at it this way individuals arrested for breaking in your home and stealing all of your stuff that you've worked so hard for Court date comes, you can guarantee that with a bondsman every single effort will be made to make sure that that individual shows up for court. If he fails to go to court, he or she, then we only get a certain amount of time to find that individual and place them back in jail. That is accountability. And when you're a victim of a crime, your trust is violated. You want answers. You want accountability. You want assurance that the individual that's accused of breaking in your home is held accountable. To the very end, that, ladies and gentlemen, let that burn in real deep. That is bail reform. Bail reform is a big bus that drives over victims of crime you are now in the gutter you're now in the ditch the criminal element of society is now one leg up on you and that's a fact and anybody tells you anything different bold lie look at this uh... gascon or how you pronounce his last name in california this guy's a <laughs> he's a district attorney and he literally goes on social media every single day in national television and advocates against victims. That's not his job. His job is to advocate for victims to prove the prima facie case. To hold the people if the evidence meets accountable for the crime. Now I'm almost 20 minutes while well I'm 20 minutes into this. And I could have summed it all, all up in 30 seconds. Bail reform is a complete disaster. Thank you so much for listening to me. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Please uh, share this. Uh, 866-593-7457. If you want to discuss this further, I'd be happy to talk to you. You can email me at rrbailbonds at gmail.com. Hey, any any social media platform you can find Triple R Bell Bonds, I'd be interested in hearing from you, your feedback. Just let me know because my sole purpose left is to try to educate individuals on how disastrous bail reform is. Have a great evening.